A reading from John 14, 12-14. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. I guess this is troubling for some people because it sounds like Jesus is um, speaking not literally, but more or less um, as a hyperbolically. I mean, it's like, what does this mean? Um, but I think it's controlled by, I mean, in terms of what you ask for, it has to be within the realm of Jesus. I mean, it, it you know... Truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I am doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. So there's a sort of a passing on, mm-hmm. a baton sort of thing that, that is going on here. But it's also they see the life. They see that Jesus is, is you know, living a certain way. He is a certain kind of life that he's talking about that is in conformity with what God always intended. Yep. Well, and, and uh, the power of this is that Jesus calls his followers to do the very things that he's been doing. Uh, some people will say, well, the greater things are love, which is fine if that's how you want to interpret it. But he says, you will do the things that I have been doing. So it's an invitation to take hold of the kingdom, appropriate our authority in Christ, and announce the things that Jesus did, healing and deliverance and new life and uh, being able to speak these realities. It's, it's not for the clergy. It's not for those with special gifting. It's the whole body of Christ that's invited uh, to be a part of announcing the kingdom of God in the world in which we have. And um, when you are uh, believing in Jesus and you're in relationship with the Father, you're going to ask things that are for the value of the kingdom. And that kind of puts that last phrase into perspective. Ask me anything in my name and I will do it. We, we know that that can't contradict other scriptures. And um, John writes in his letter, actually, that if you ask according to the will of God, uh, you're lining up. And um, I'm not asking for my own gain. I'm asking for the glory of Jesus to be released. And I'm asking for his kingdom to come. And in those places... There's an invitation to boldness in our prayer life to come with great expectation before our God. It's funny, you mentioned boldness. I was thinking of a conversation we had, uh, or the session we did, or a passage we were covering when I brought up the word audacity. And this links into what we were talking about yesterday. If you have settled on the idea of Jesus is a way, a truth, and a life, uh, there's nothing audacious about that. He's just a very good man, and I'll model my my very good life on a very good man. And uh, but Jesus is making claims that far exceed uh, what most of us would consider possible. But there's another place in the Bible that says, "Well, all things are possible with God." And we, you and I have been dealing with uh, what. Uh, I've mentioned this before, Madeline DeLengel, I think is the way you pronounce her name, had a little children's book called The Glorious Impossible. 
because we the 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 whole life of Jesus as it's given to us. Uh, if you're a skeptic or if you've reduced Jesus to a something or other, uh, it's it, then all of the things that you and I are talking about become impossible. Rather than living a bold, audacious life in Christ, um, it's a much more modest thing, and falling away becomes so much easier. Well, if he is the way, the truth, and the life, you can trust him implicitly with no concern. And he is given this invitation uh, out of that trust to ask uh, boldly before him. So my motto is, pray boldly, trust broadly.